is up. It's the FTN Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Jeff Ratcliffe, and it is Wednesday, August 10th. We are officially here. It is fantasy football draft season. And I mean, really official now after Hard Knocks last night. Uh, I'll give you a, a couple nuggets of Hard Knocks intel on the podcast today. We are also going to talk about middle round targets. So I did these two articles the last two days over at FTNFantasy.com. One was wide receivers to target if you go RB heavy early, like you draft a bunch of RBs in the early rounds. Then I give you some middle and late round. I think there was 26, and I'll go through them on the show today here too, but if you want the write-up. Uh, also just released earlier today, RBs to target if you happen to go wide receiver heavy early. So those are two uh, pretty important articles. I know a lot of people have also been asking about auction draft content. I did put up my auction draft strategy article earlier in the week as well. That was on Monday that that thing released. The easiest way to find all of my content is if you go to ftnfantasy.com, whether you're mobile or desktop, whatever, uh, at the top, there's a little menu area. It says NFL HQ, and it'll say ranks, projection, game plan, little icons. There's a Ratcliffe uh, icon there, too. So click on that, and that will take you to my uh, author page, and then you can see all the latest content. If you want to see updated tiers, uh, the updated rankings articles, all of that is in there. And a bunch of this stuff is free if you're not subscribing currently. You want to get a little taste if you do want to subscribe, if you want access behind the scenes to the award-winning rankings, to the projections, to the two draft guides, the Rookie Fantasy Scouting Guide and the game plan, hey, what are you waiting for, man? I recommend the Platinum subscription because in addition to that, you also get access to League Sync. You get access to our Discord, our private Discord chat where you can talk directly to me. You get access to the advanced stats and tools. Platinum is where it's at. Promo code RATPACK gets you 20% off, R-A-T-P-A-C-K. And hey, if you play DFS and you bet, well, we have all of that content as well, ftndaily.com and ftnbets.com. We have an all-access subscription that will get you access to all three sites at a big discount compared to if you just bought the subscriptions individually. And that promo code works for that as well. It's actually a pretty sizable discount off of the other discount if you use that 20% discount promo rat pack go check it out man go check it out appreciate everybody who has subscribed i mean it's a big year for ftn i'm telling you all right let's get into it so uh real quick uh hard knocks intel okay this is uh something i've been doing for a number of years and really what i do is i will watch hard knocks i'm a huge fan of sports documentary <laughs> shows here's a little bit about me i'm a huge fan of these documentary shows whether it's hard knocks the og uh, uh, whether it's all or nothing, you know, now obviously all or nothing has pivoted away from the NFL, but they're doing Premier League. They did the Toronto Maple Leafs. They've done the All Blacks, the New Zealand rugby team, uh, all of that. The F1 series, obviously, that is on Netflix, all of them. I love them, man. But Hard, Hard Knocks is the OG. And for me, that always in the past signified, okay, game on. It's really here. Hard Knocks is out. So what I've done over the last couple of years, though, is I've watched Hard Knocks, but not as a fan. I've watched it as a fantasy analyst, and my goal is to give you any intel that I can find for fantasy purposes. Now, this year might be a little different because after a few years of the show kind of stagnating, 
it looks like the producers have taken a different path in this show this year for the Detroit Lions. Instead of, you know, every year it was like they would profile like one of the stars and then they would profile like a big name rookie and then like an under the radar guy who might or might not make the team. Like that was like the formula. This year, I mean, yes, you did see Aiden Hutchinson, and I'm sure if you've seen the episode, or if you, even if you've just been on the internet, you probably have seen the Aiden Hutchinson uh, rookie song where he sang Billie Jean. Okay, cool. But really, who they profiled in this, it wasn't Jared Goff. It wasn't Amon Ra St. Brown. It was Dan Campbell. And it was a lot of Dan Campbell. Dan Campbell with the speech at the beginning of the show. Dan Campbell with the... Uh, doing the up-down drills. Dan Campbell with a very endearing moment where he kind of is messing with one of the the beat writers in, at, a, at a presser. Uh, Dan Campbell using the F word <laughs> a lot. You want a drinking game? Not that I condone that, but you want a drinking game? Every time he says the F word, <laughs> you could be hospitalized by the end of an episode, but it seems like he is their star. They're making him the star of the show, and they're also keying in on Deuce Staley and a couple of the other coaches. That's where they're going. So there isn't much intel here from this first episode. Outside of it, does seem like Jamal Williams is, is a leader for this team, had a very emotional speech to the team. And they are highlighting that aspect. I don't think that really like changes. There's no fantasy intel. It's not like, oh, we'll move DeAndre Swift down in your rankings. No. But I'm going to keep watching. I'm going to keep giving you updates. Try and not give too many spoilers away. One other thing, though, is that historically with Hard Knocks, it was always like, oh, Hard Knocks is over. Well, whoopity-doo, we'll see you next year. Why can't they just do it in season? Well, they started last year with the Colts, finally, and they announced that it will be Arizona this year on November 9th. So that is pretty awesome. But that's it. Not Nothing major there in terms of hard knocks intel. So let's dive into it. Let's start with um the wideouts first. It's a, it's a lengthier list. And again, if you want the list, I don't just give you every wide receiver after ADP 601. I give you the guys who I think give you the most bang for your buck in that range. If you want the list, it is at FTNFantasy.com. I used Sleeper for ADP. Uh, I have found that that their ADP is is a little bit sharper at this time of year. It's a little bit more of a passionate player, uh, so I tend to I tend to to lean towards their ADP. If you're using a specific site, though, remember using the ADP of a site is a big time weapon. Like if you're drafting and you're not drafting live, drafting online. ADP is going to significantly impact your draft because most of the people in your league will not prepare and they're just going to lean on whatever's on their screen. So if you know the gaps between site ADP at ESPN or Yahoo or wherever you're drafting and your rankings that you're using or your draft board that you're using, if you know those gaps, you can exploit those gaps. If ADP has a player higher than you have them, okay, keep the guy where you have him. If ADP has a player lower, let's say you have a guy like a six-round grade on a guy and he's going in the eighth round. I wouldn't move him to the eighth round on your board. I'd move him to the seventh round. Like I'd split the difference. And that way you'll still get him, but you'll get him at a better value than what you have, Matt. Like a little, a little trick there. A little trick of the trade if you're drafting online. If you're drafting in a backyard setting with no ADP, no, no, uh, you know, just old school put stickers on boards, you don't really need to worry about that. But ADP will at least give you some insight of who could be available in that range of the draft. So let's hit six-round guys. 
Uh, there are actually four of them. Allen Robinson, Chris Godwin, Brandon Cooks, Michael Thomas. It's not the sexiest list, but they're going in the sixth round, I guess, for that reason. I like Robinson. I'm not worried about Stafford's elbow. Oh, my God. I'll be worried about Stafford's elbow if if there is concern in late August, but we're still in early August, so there's no reason to be concerned right now. And in the sixth round, with the best quarterback of his life, and I'm not reading into last year because he was on a crappy team like Robinson. Godwin may or may not be fully ready for the start of the season. He avoided the pup in camp, but he's only really just started to kind of ramp up what he's doing on the field. So we have to be cautious there. But even if he misses a game or two, I'm not, I'll take the discount in this range. Brandon Cooks, last year we saw he's the only show in town. This year he's still pretty much the only show in town. Yes, I know Nico Collins, but I like him as a late round guy. But Brandon Cooks, He's coming off the most consistent year of his career for a guy who historically was not that consistent. And then Michael Thomas, in the sixth round, yes. He, like, creeps up. If all of a sudden we're looking at Michael Thomas as a fifth or a fourth-round guy, no thank you. But in the sixth round, where you could see heavy volume in that offense, and he's starting to ramp up what he's doing as well, uh, fine. I'll go for it. Seventh round, uh, Drake London, 7-6. Maybe a tick high compared to where some of the other wideouts are going, but I don't think it's bad value. He'll be the number two target in that offense with Kyle Pitts as the number one, and he's pretty talented too. Now, the problem is the quarterback situation, but you know, in a bad quarterback situation, you can still produce numbers like Brandon Cooks did last year. Rashad Bateman, 7-8, Gabe Davis, 7-9. I had to do triple takes to make sure I, I was reading this right. Bateman, first and foremost, okay, he's, he's going to be second fiddle to Mark Andrews, but there's nobody else to compete with for the number one wideout duties in that offense. Yes, it is a run heavy offense but he's ve- he's like a he's like a faster Keenan Allen. Very talented and in a great spot to break out this year. Give me that. I've been driving him in the 5th round, 7th round of stealing. Same thing with Gabe Davis. I guess the fantasy analyst community is way higher than the masses are on him because there's no way he lasts as far in a, in an industry draft. He's Josh Allen's number 2 target. He has an enormous ceiling that he's already shown and uh seventh round yeah yes please Traylon Burks 804 I know that the market is down on Traylon Burks and that's fine I'll take the discount I'm not necessarily drafting him in the eighth round for week one starter potential I am drafting him for the ceiling and every year we have rookie rookie wideouts get hated on he just happens to be that guy this year so I'll take the discount Elijah Moore and Garrett Wilson Moore is going to 805 Garrett Wilson 812 I do prefer Moore actually by a little bit but I don't mind Wilson in this range as well. The key for both of these guys is whether or not Zach Wilson will take a step forward. Brandon Ayuk, 9-4. Chris Olave, or 9-2 for uh, Ayuk. Chris Olave, 9-4. Alan Lazard, 9-9. All right, Ayuk burned a lot of people last year. The reports have been favorable in terms of his connection with Trey Lance. So ninth round, worth a shot. Olave, very interesting. Hyper, precise route runner. Got speed. Actually, is is he could be the higher air yards target uh, if it ends up being him, Michael Thomas, and Jarvis Landry as the three starters. He's the only guy who's going to get downfield in a hurry out of those guys. So that bodes well for Olave. He's talented, man. Great opportunity for him. And then Alan Lazard. Even Aaron Rodgers is singing the praises of Alan Lazard. Like, you have no Devontae Adams. You have no Marquez Valdez-Scantling. You have a couple rookies in short. People will tell me about Romeo Dubs. And I liked Romeo Dubs coming into the league out of Nevada anyway, and I like me some Christian Watson, but it's Aaron Rodgers we're talking about here. He needs that connection. 
Aaron Rodgers is that type of guy. Like you got to be on the same page, and Lazard has more experience, so that is huge for him. All right, I, di- I have additional late round guys in the article, so go check the article out. But I don't want to shortchange you here. I want to get over to the running backs. If we go wide out heavy early, if you punt RB two like I talked about in the previous episode, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, Miles Sanders, Damian Harris in the sixth round, six oh two for Edwards-Alaire, six oh seven for Sanders. 6-12 for Harris. All right, Edwards-Alaire, despite the fact that apparently we have already put Isaiah Pacheco in the Hall of Fame, like he's just he's got a gold jacket already. It's unbelievable. They they decided to waive the the uh, five years out of the NFL, and now there he is. The bust is being made as we speak, carved. I don't know. Um, Edwards-Alaire is the number one running back in that backfield. And sure, he's not the guy that people expected him to be two years ago, but... Edwards Alaire is the number one back in an explosive offense in the sixth round. Give me every bit of that. Miles Sanders didn't score touchdowns last year. You know what he did do, though? Uh, he he had one of his most efficient seasons. Career best in yards per carry. Ripped off nearly twice as many runs of 15-plus than he did in the previous season. And yeah, Kenny Gainwell is going to get some touches in that backfield, but Sanders is the lead back, and you're getting him in the sixth round. Damian Harris, a little bit more risky. Yes, there have been some positive reports about Ramondre Stevenson. So, you know, you're always going to risk it with a Belichick backfield. I think actually 6-12 might be a little high for him. Maybe more like if he's in the eighth round, I consider him. But he is on this list regardless. Ken Walker, the third. Um, Yes, Rashad Penny should start the season as the lead back. But Ken Walker is... I think it's fair to argue that he is the best early down runner in this year's rookie class. He also has 4-3 speed. The cream rises in the NFL. And whether it's in week one or week six or whenever he takes over, he's going to take over in this backfield. And I'm not drafting him for week one. I'm drafting him for the duration of the season for that high ceiling. Tony Pollard, 802. All right, I'll take the cheese. I'm not drafting Zeke in the dead zone. So if I'm getting a piece of this backfield with Pollard, I have a little bit of independent value of Zeke. If Zeke goes down, though, oh boy, I got lightning in a bottle there with Pollard. Devin Singletary, 807. I don't expect what he did last year down the stretch this year, but he is the favorite to be the lead early down back in an explosive offense. Are we seeing a theme here? Chase Edmonds, 810. All right, I've warmed to Chase Edmonds as Raheem Mostert is still not fully healthy, and Sony Michelle is Sony Michelle. Edmonds has the best skill set for this outside zone scheme that Mike McDaniel is going to run in Miami. Fine, I'll go for it. At 8-12, James Cook at 9-5. Fifth pick in the, in the ninth round. I love me some James Cook. He's got, I mean, he looks like his brother. I've talked about this before, but he looks like his brother on the field. He's just sort of a smaller version of Dalvin Cook. But if anything, like, his ceiling isn't Dalvin Cook. It's actually Alvin Kamara. Like, he can uh, certainly, he could certainly be a guy who catches 60, 70 balls. I'm not projecting for that in year one, but could be that type of player. And carry the ball a whole bunch of times as well. Not 200 times, but like 150, 180. In year one, I'm not banking on that, but in the ninth round, I'm taking him for upside. In fact, I did take him over the weekend in my Flex League draft, uh, the Fantasy League of Experts. I took James Cook. Ramondre Stevenson, 10-03. I just talked about him. His stock is on the rise. I don't think he lasts till the 10th round in home league drafts, 
But if you're taking a shot on one, I don't think I go both. Like it's like same thing with Ken Walker. I'm not taking Ken Walker and Rashad Penny. I'm gonna take the guy who I think has the best shot of winning the job, and I'm gonna spread my eggs around a little bit into different baskets here in this range. Two more. Damian Pierce, Tyler Algier. Oh, you're going to see that they are not positioned well on their depth charts. They're unofficial. And every year, people bite on these unofficial depth charts. What we're looking for in this range are rookies with upside, you know, especially with this type of player, rookies with upside. They both have the upside. They both have the opportunity. Don't give me your Marlon Mack crap. Seriously. When was the last time he did something? When was it like 2019? And then there's really nothing in the Atlanta backfield because of Cordero Patterson being more of a weapon than than a true running back. So there you go. Target those guys. And if you want the article, go over to both the articles, ftnfantasy.com. If you want to get behind the paywall, make sure you use that promo code RATPACK, R-A-T-P-A-C-K. You'll get you 20% off. At Jeff Radcliffe on Twitter. All right, I'll catch you soon for another edition of the pod. I'm Jeff Radcliffe, and I'm out.